If you're ready to lose weight, Noom Weight can help. Our weight loss program uses the latest in psychology and behavioral science to help you understand your relationship with food and build long-lasting habits. And the best part is, you decide how Noom fits into your life. We won't tell you what you can or can't eat. Instead, we'll give you the knowledge and tools you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle. Start your trial at noom.com slash balance. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash balance. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Shadow, mysterious character who furthers the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice of the Shadow belongs. Today's story, Mansion of Madness. <laughs> Anybody home? I didn't expect there would be, did you, Lamont? We didn't think we saw a light as we came up the road, Margot. I'm sorry, then. What in the world is a medieval castle doing in this country, Lamont? Oh, you know how castles get around. Now, I'm getting useless, Margot. No one seems to... Well, at last. Come on, Margot. Well, how do you do? We, uh... You will please come this way. <clears throat> Thank you. Come on, Margot. Come on. I I hope you'll pardon our intruding on you here. We uh, we stall down the road. You will please be seated. (laughs) Thank you. As uh, I started to say, we will stall down the road. I will strike a light. Thank you. Our car was... Now I will call the master. Thank you. (sighs) Margot... Would you be interested in hearing how we were stalled you down You will the... please be seated. <laughs> nice, pleasant little man, wasn't he? Did you see his face? I saw half of it. That's all he has. One side is as flat as a coin. No eye, no ear. Yes, I saw it plainly enough for me. Look at this room. There's only a small flambeau on the wall. Everything seems so musty. Oh. Oh, Lamont, let's get out of here. Tell me, I don't like this. Careful, Margo. Good evening. My man tells me you've had trouble with your car. Yes, we uh, stuck in the mud up the road a bit. I know this is an awfully late hour. Oh, no apologies, please. It isn't often that visitors come to Bellhausen, even by accident. Permit me to introduce myself. I am Caldus Madisol, uncle of Millicent Cantleford, 
present mistress of Valhouten Castle. On her behalf and on my own, I welcome you. Thank you. Montessor, Miss Margot Lane. Charmed, Miss Lane. How do you do? Mr. Cranston, Mr. Montessor. How do you do, sir? Delighted, Mr. Cranston. May I ask you what way I can serve you? I'd like very much to use your telephone. I want to call a garage. Telephone? Or... We have no such thing here. No telephone? Nothing new has been put into this castle since it was built in 1640, nearly 300 years ago. 300 years ago? That's correct. Valhaven was built by Sir Austin Cancel in the early 16th century. Would you uh, step over here a moment, please? Yes. Yes. Come on, Mother. This is a portrait of Sir Austin. Hmm. Interesting looking character. He was forced to flee his native land because of political differences. He built this castle in the hope that he could create in this new land a replica of his ancestral estate. And uh, did he find happiness? Come here to this window. See that tower? It's a bit difficult, surrounded by mist as it is. I, I don't quite... Oh, yes, 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 I see. Sir Austin was found hanging by a rope from its rafters. Suicide. Oh, hard. There's a superstition that has come to Valhattan ever since. A superstition? About Sir Austin's death? There are those who claim that the tragedies of Valhattan recurred just as they happened originally, right down to the present day. <coughs> what was that? Well, I pay no attention, Mr. Cranston. Don't be frightened, Miss Lane. It's a girl. What's wrong with her? Millicent, go back to your apartment, child. Millicent. The mistress of Belhausen. Millicent. It's here. It's not in my imagination this time. It started in her dressing room. It moved across the east balcony and down the service stairs. You know there's not been a cat in Belhausen since your mother passed down. Only that one, Uncle. That one. Now, Millicent, have you ever seen a cat here? No. But I hear you. Wailing just as a kid when I found poor mother. Oh, oh, come, my dear, you're fighting our guest. Lane, oh. Mr. Cranston, permit me to present Miss Millicent Cantleford. Miss Cantleford. My dear, we're including horrible. Well, I hope you won't think me ill, dear. Oh, not at all, Miss Millicent. Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston have had a bit of an accident. They came here for help. An accident? Oh, my dear, you're not hurt. Nothing serious, Miss Millicent. Our car is stuck in the mud. We were unable to go any further. Then by all means, you must be here tonight. It's very kind of you, Miss Millicent, but I I think we'll push on to the nearest village. I'm afraid that's not feasible. The nearest house is ten miles away, well beyond the moor. Ten miles? You couldn't have touched me, Miss Thorne. I see only one way out. You must permit us to offer the hospitality of Delhouse. Why, that's very kind of you, but I think... You're it's... most welcome. I'll have my man prepare rooms for you. It's very late, Millicent. You must be off to bed. Yes, Mr. Cranston. I'm not afraid now that I know there are others in the castle. Good night, Miss Lane. Good night, Mr. Cranston. Good night, Miss Millicent. Good night. I believe I owe you both an explanation. You see, the child had a frightful shock several years ago. Shock? Yes. Her mother was paralyzed during the latter years of her life. Being quite extensive, she lived here alone, unattended. Millicent was at school in Europe. For many months, Millicent received no answer to her letters. So she came back to Valhauden and found her mother's skeleton in this room. Seated in a wheelchair, her only companion beside her, a cat. Well, that, uh, that explains this, 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 the cat thing. Oh, it explains many things, Mr. Cranston. The voices she hears, the departed chances were to, in her distorted imagination, return to Valhauden. Oh, the poor girl. Oh, I'm sure this all must be very trying to you both. I'll hurry uh, Sibu along with your room. Make yourselves comfortable. I'll be back directly. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, 
Well, Margot, it's not a pretty situation, is it? Definitely not. What can we do? I'm not sure, Margot, but I'd like to stay. In fact, I must stay. Why? Well, Margot, it seems that many invisibles walk the halls of Belhausen. Tonight, there will be one other. The shadow. Because the court isn't in session. That's declared a recess. Recess? Oh, ridiculous. Schoolboy stuff. <laughs> I'll bet you that if women were running these places, things would happen a lot faster than they do now. Uh, now, wait a minute. I seem to recall a few shopping trips with you, my dear. Oh, well, that's different. 
And the people that hang around here. Look at them. Pure criminal types, every one of them. Well, who, for instance? Well, that man who just came out of that room, for instance. That man there? Yes. Darling, that's the judge. Oh. The court is reconvening at one time. You have heard the testimony of Margot Lane and Lamont Francis. Two unimpeachable witnesses. Lamont, this is horrible. We've been to this courtroom to help send that poor girl to an institution. We couldn't help ourselves, Mother. We had to tell what we saw and heard at the Houghton that night. Oh, poor Millicent. She looks so alone. Uh, it is quite obvious the defendant, Millicent Chandleford, is of unsound mind. Evidence proves that beyond a question of doubt. My client, Paul Montesol, has exercised extreme patience in caring for this unfortunate girl. Now he feels that for her own good, she should be placed in an institution where she can receive proper professional attention. That's not so. That's an infernal lie. No, it's susceptible of anyone in this quiet, courtroom. Quiet in the car. Oh, Robert, my darling. Young man, what is the meaning of this outburst? I'm, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but I just couldn't sit here. I wouldn't always rise any longer. If caught, please. Uh, just a moment, Counselor. Young man, come up here. Yes, now, what is your connection with the defendant in this instance for? Well, she's the girl I love. She's the girl I hope to marry. Until her uncle, Mr. Montesol, shut her away from me. Your Honor, this boy is simply a disgruntled, rejected suitor. I demand Rejected it. by whom? By Millicent? All right, I'll show you how much of a rejected suitor I am. Millicent, Millicent, tell him you love me. I do, Abby. I love you with all my heart. There. So you see, Judge? Your Honor, I object to this display. Judge, let me take Millicent away. Let me marry her and give her the protection and affection she deserves. Young man, I wish the problem before the court could be settled that easily. If it pleases the court, I would like to proceed with argument on a motion to put this girl in an institution. It pleases the court to recess for ten minutes. Perhaps we can resume in a more sedate atmosphere. Everyone will stand up as the judge Margo, I have an idea. And I think it can be executed by the shadow. Whoever you are, this is an impossible thing you ask. I'd like to do it for you. Lord knows you've done enough for law and order. But I've got to hand down a decision. Sign the girl's commitment papers today. Give me two days' time, Your Honor. Just two days' postponement. But I just can't grant postponement on nothing. Your Honor, you've got to give me some time to accomplish my job. Well, please, Your Honor. Tell you what I'll do. Yes? I'm probably a sentimental old fool, but I'll give you 24 hours. So not back to something definite in that time. I'll have to commit the girl. Twenty-four hours. That's all. Perhaps it'll be sufficient. There's a change in the moon tonight. Change in the moon? What in blazes has that to do with the case? Maybe nothing, Your Honor. Maybe everything. <laughs> it's funny, Miss Lane, the way things changed in just a few hours. Today, when you and Mr. Cranston were sent to fight, I was sure I could go on hating you both for the rest of my life. We were in a bad spot, Robert. Well, but I can see now just how Montessor made use of your visit to Valhausen. What is the sort of a place he was looking for? Two prominent people like you to bear out his contention that Millicent was mad. I saw that, Montessor. He'd make a nice trophy for a hunting room. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're incorrigible. Hey, we're getting near Valhausen. Don't you think we'd better go over what we're expected to do, Mr. Cranston? There's not much to it, Robert. You and Miss Lane will wait in the car. I'll get into the castle somehow. 
And I'll open the side door under Millicent's apartment for you and Miss Lane. But we must move quickly before Montessor notices us. Sounds simple the way you tell it. How are you ever going to do it? I'll let you in on a little secret, Robin. I do it all with Miller's. How ever did you manage to get in here without, without Uncle Crowder's question? Now, don't give me the credit, Millicent. Mr. Cranston did it. I don't know how, but he turned the trick. Well, Mr. Cranston, the important thing is you and Miss Lane are here. And you've got my darling. It's all it's time. Oh, darling. I don't know what I'm trying to do. But... Oh. Listen. Yes. Yeah. It's here. It's starting again. Now, don't be frightened, darling. You won't face it alone tonight. There's a change in the moon. Well, be here. No, Doc, don't get any customers with his house. He's right here in the castle. Oh, yes. It's your mother's cousin, Doc. He's definitely the cousin. Look, look. What is it, Robert? Down the tree, up by the window. It's the vulture. Vulture? Right close to the window. He's almost within reach. Robert, let me have that letter opener. They're on the desk. All right, I'll get this. What are you going to do, Lamont? I'm going to try my hand at the gentle art of knife throwing. Sure, young. Okay, I'll see what I'll do. Doc, I'm Yes, fine, Robert. All right. There. Step back, Margot. Come over here, Madison. All right, Mr. Cranston, let her go. <clears throat> oh, bullseye. You suck it right in his breast. Yes. Silly sit and squawk. Interesting. Very interesting. I couldn't tell you. You can't get rid of him. There's nothing you can do. You always wait for old Barton. Close the window, Robert. Cut him out. No, wait. You hear something out in the moor. Now, you hear that? He's around. There's more across the moor. Oh, that is with them to be here in the minute. They're coming this way. Oh, Robert. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I don't think anyone could live in a place like this and still hold on to their sanity. Others have reasoned that way, Margot. You mean mine, so I told you. I don't exclude him. Yes? I think I heard somebody moving about downstairs. Yes? Margot, put out that number. I'm going out in the hall. I don't want the light to stream through. All right. Now, quiet. I'll open the door. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Cranston. I'm going to... All right, Robert. Open up. Be careful, Robert. Easy, boy. Step through, Robert. Right. Now, close it. Follow me. Robert. Yes? Drop down behind this balustrade. We can see the stairs from the back. Mr. Cranston. Yes? Look. Look, coming around that car. And that's our man. Now, watch it. Oh, Martin? Maybe. No, Keep hiding. Near the lamp. Be ready to run, Robert. But what are we going to do? Head him off before he can get to that big black stone at the bottom of the stairs. Look, look he stopped on the lamp. Ready now. Oh, Barton chokes and then he falls down the stairs. Come on, Robert. Stop. Stay where you are. Stop, I say. Look out, Mr. Cranston. Grab it. I got him. No use, mister. We're on to your hook. Out of the way, Robert. Come on, you do There. You've got enough, Mr. Ghost, or... Oh, no, eh? Ah. You got him, You nailed him right in the butt. No, no, it's all right. Don't worry. That was just worse. Who is he, Lamont? I don't know, Margot. We'll see. Strike a match, Robert. I'll turn him over. Sure. Boy, you should have seen that stock Mr. Craston gave. All right, now, we'll see who the... The half-faith man. Evil. Robert. Yes, Mr. Craston? Take Millicent to her apartment. Margot, you come with me. All right, Millicent. Let's go. Come on, Margot. Oh, what's next? I want to look at that vulture. Trees right outside this door. All right, Margot. After you. Thank you. Yeah. There's our charming feathered friend. Still perched and still imperturbable. And still possessed of that confounded voice. Margot. 
take a look at this. What is it? A wire? Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, it... Well, let's give it a yank and see what... My, what a long tail he has. Long copper and properly insulated. Come on, just a minute, Margo. There. There we are, Margo. Mr. Vulture's in it. Heart, soul, and mind are all encased in this little device. It's like a radio loudspeaker. That's exactly what it is. I had no idea Vulture was such a deceitful creature. Margo, you take the car, drive to the police, and phone the police. Don't let them know who you are. But tell them to get out here right away. What are you going to do? I'm going to follow this wire. It'll probably lead to one of those abandoned guardhouses at the end of the moor. Tell the police to watch for a flashlight signal. And rush to the location and hold anybody they may find there. The shadow is going to find the human vulture at the other end of this line. All right, Simpson, the vulture wants more. Longer this time. Let's see if we signal to take it down and bring it in. Okay, Monica. Here goes. Fine. We can disconnect the microphone now. Don't you want me to do the hounds again? Yes, at the talk. I just found it if they're coming back across the moor. Go ahead, the speaker's open. <laughs> what was that? Did you do that, Stevenson? No. Keep him over there by the door of the hut. That laugh is not in Stevenson's repertoire of impersonation, Montesol. Stevenson, what in thunder is this? You see anybody? I'll answer for him, Montesol. He can't see me any more than you can. Well, who are you? I am the Shadow. Shadow? Oh, yes, I've heard of you. Quite an elaborate array of insanity-producing machinery you have here. What do you mean? This is a simple portable broadcasting outfit. We're radio amateurs, that's all. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's all. Amateurs at radio, but professionals at crime. I'm afraid you're making a mistake. You're the one who's made the mistake, Montessor. You made the mistake of thinking you could drive Millicent Chancellor mad. Or at least make her believe herself mad. This is ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Your denials don't interest me, Montessor. I'm only concerned with destroying your plan. Your control over Mills, not Chancellor and a fortune is at an end. What's that? A couple automobiles coming along East Drive. The police, Montessor, coming for you and your impersonating Confederate. The police? Come on, Stevenson, run for it. Come on, let's run, Montessor, run to your doom. Oh, oh, stop, oh, stop. Yeah, the old castle looks a lot different than it did the first time we came here, eh, Margot? Mm-hmm. So glad those kids are getting married. She looks very lovely in that wedding gown, doesn't she? Mm. Say. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yes, I was just thinking. What about? What would happen if you were at a man? Oh, Margo. Oh, don't be alarmed, Lamont. This is pure supposition. I was just thinking of you walking up the aisle just as Robert is now. Yes. Ready to take the sacred vows that would endure for the rest of your life. Yes, Margo. And all of a sudden, somebody would shoot the best man, the minister would fall down poisoned, and the bridesmaid would be stabbed, and you'd be off again on another case that... Bust up the whole darn thing. Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by the Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. Weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs>
You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.